Hi, hello, and welcome back to the Life of the Fans podcast. I'm your host, Gavin, with my buddy Sloan. It's a pleasure to be back, Gavin. We got one of the most bizarre stories in sports history, along with some other great news, and our first edition of questions from some fans of the fans. Yeah, I had you guys uh, write in on my little Instagram story, and you guys came up with some really good stuff that I'm looking forward to talking about. We'll address that at the end of the podcast, so you have to stick around for that. But now let's get to the Zamboni driver by day, emergency goalie by night for the Carolina Hurricanes. That was crazy. David Ayers came in. So uh, the Hurricanes, Carolina Hurricanes, played the Toronto Maple Leafs a couple nights ago, Saturday night. And uh, both goalies go down. And it was it was pretty bad injuries, by the way. They had to make a trade for a goalie recently and uh it, it's not they they came out and said it's not short-term injuries these are like long-term injuries that will keep them out for like multiple weeks right so typically nhl teams only have two goalies suit up for um for a game and uh in this case 42 year old zamboni driver david ayers had to come in and save the day for the hurricanes the now for those of you who are confused the nhl rules state that if both of a team's goalies are forced out due to injury, a team is entitled to dress and play any available goalkeeper. Now, each team, all 31 of them, has to have a list of emergency goalies that can play at any home game, and these goalies can dress for either team. So, David Ayers was a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs, list of emergency goalies and at this point in time he just happened to be the most convenient option made him a quick jersey and he actually didn't even get to choose his number and he went into the game for the carolina hurricanes and actually as gavin said won the game he let in the first two shots they scored two goals and then he saved the last eight consecutively and won the game yeah, that was that was pretty crazy, you know. In no very little goalie experience. He played a col- uh, he played hockey uh, earlier in like I guess in high school, maybe college. But uh, he he had a kidney trans. He had to have a k- kidney transplant, and that sort of derailed his career. And now uh, all the money he's making, he has his own line of shirts now. Like they're selling the special number ninety David Ayer shirts for a limited time, and all that money is going to a kidney transplant foundation. So I find that to be really cool. What I found really cool is the deal he had with the NHL. So because he played, the deal with the emergency goalies is that they get $500. And on top of that, they get to keep the jersey that they wore. Which, honestly, I feel like that's not enough. Like, yeah, I, I don't think like that's enough. Gets, like a thousand. He gets to keep the jersey and maybe he even gets signed by all these guys. Because this is a regular Zamboni driver, like... He should be rewarded for this. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not that difficult. I'm sure he can get it signed. You know, but That's but true. but just to clarify, he it's it's the host team. The home team has to provide the emergency yes. goalie. The emergency goalie doesn't travel with the team. No, it does not. So that's why he was wearing the Maple Leaf pads and helmet. Yeah, he wore the Toronto Maple Leafs AHL affiliate helmet. Right, with the Toronto a Marlies. Carolina Hurricanes jersey with his name on the back with a number that he didn't even get to choose. I had heard that um, after after he let up the first two shots, you know, no one had any expectations for this guy. No. He goes in, and he 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 crushes it. Like he holds them scoreless. In the- so, 
after, but he let in two two goals. Like on his on the first two shots that he saw on net, they both went in. And uh, at that point, the coach of the Hurricanes and all the players went up to him, and they were basically just said, "Just have fun," because that that's a moment like he's never gonna get to relive. Like that that was really very few few if any other people will ever be able to say that. So they told him just have fun. He he won the game, six to three. The Hurricanes won. He probably had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, I bet you that we start seeing they're gonna start making. They might we might see down the road movies be made of this. I could see that. Yeah, that movie would actually be very cool. And uh, speaking of cool, you know what else is cool? Subscribing to the Life of the Fans podcast. Following Angry Knicks fans on Instagram. Leaving us a dope review on Apple Podcasts. We'll get some more sports in about 17 seconds, but for now, cue the music. actually call that that was just a wild guess yeah 17 seconds wow pretty pretty correct yeah go you and for those of you who don't believe me go back rewind Listen. fact check but i know i'm right so you don't even he's right me. anyways let's get into the nfl combine this week any potential risers and fallers that may come out of the combine you know, there's always a couple, like, for example, there's guys like John Ross who had, you know, when he broke the 40 record. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, we have, we have, we have some, uh, Thoughts on some hot dish. takes. But uh, any risers, I could see Henry Ruggs rising. He, he's, he's incredibly fast. He a might... lot of scouts are predicting that he is going to break the 40-yard dash record. 4.22 is the record right now. That, that's a tough record to break, but uh, he'll definitely be up there. Definitely, like, top 10, I feel. Well, I mean, with the 40-yard dash, there's also, like, myths and legends that Deion Sanders ran, like, a, a 4-1, and Bo Jackson ran 4-1-4. You know, there's all kinds of rumors. So that 40-yard dash isn't as meaningful as someone... But this is the official think. time. This is the official yeah, time. Yeah, the official time at the combine. It's the combine 40-yard right. dash record. And that was set by John Ross. And because of his 40 time, he was drafted top 10 when he should not have been drafted top 10. He was not a top 10 He's talent. kind of a, a bust right now in our eyes, but obviously Although, he's still when he did, he, he had the ACL injury this year, and uh, he when he did play, he he looked really good to start the year. So maybe we could start seeing a little, uh, the tides turning in his, in his favor. Yeah, but some guys like Chase Young aren't participating in the combine this year. Certain drills, and Tua's not going to, Participate obviously as he's still nursing that hip injury, which he says will be fine come his pro. Game. Yeah, his medical uh, it actually came out and it, it looks really good. Yeah, um, among other things, the receiver draft class this year is insane. The receiver class is loaded. One of the greatest receiver classes I've seen in, in quite a long time. We go from Jerry Judy, your classic route runner, big receiver, then you go to Ceedee Lamb, your speedster, dynamic deep threat. Then Henry Ruggs, your actual speedster who might break the 40-yard dash record. T. Higgins, the guy from Colorado. Antonio Gandy-Golden out of Liberty is a guy, uh, deep, deep, uh, deep stash. Maybe like a day three guy, day two maybe. I'm going to be completely honest. I 
I don't remember him. But it, as we get close to the draft, uh, we will become a lot more familiar with all these guys. Yeah, we're actually gonna we're gonna do a little Detroit mock city, some mock and roll all night and party every day. Oh well, don't waste all the puns right now. I'm gonna say we have a lot of mock draft puns, but uh. We're going to do an episode dedicated to the mock draft where we'll go through and break down every single pick. That'll be coming after free agency. Because I don't think, I think it's unfair to start doing mock drafts now. Because, like, you could have the Giants, for example. I'm a Giants fan. You could have them taking an edge rusher. An O-lineman. And, an O-lineman. But they could easily, or Stay even back. Okuda. But if they sign someone like Byron Jones, or if they sign like Jack Conklin or whatever, they're not going to need the tackle. They're not going to need the corner. And soon, they, uh, once the league year begins, they could trade back, and that just shakes up all the mock drafts. And I, hate, I hate trades. Cause in, you hate trades? No, no, no. I I, they're exciting, but like for mock draft purposes. Oh, okay. For mock draft purposes. Yeah. Not a fan. Um, so people in important positions, a.k.a. Bruce Arians, have come out and said, don't fall in love with someone's 40 time. Fall in love with the player. And that rises the question, is the combine even meaningful? I think it is, but to an extent. you got to be careful. you got to be real careful when looking at combine stats. It measures, like, raw talent, but it doesn't measure intangibles. That only gets you... Raw talent can only get you so far. Yeah. The perfect example of this is Tom Brady. Maybe you we've all seen this stuff on Instagram and elsewhere. He he looked like he should be in high school still. His forty yard dashes in the fives. He's slow as molasses, but he's the goat, and we can't uh not acknowledge that. And everyone passed up on him because of his bad combine and his bad lack of college experience. But it turned out good for him. There are no drills in the combine that measure work ethic. There are no drills in the combine that measure how well you can dissect a defense. There, there are so many different things that the combine doesn't show you that for someone to jump like 10, 20 spots just because they had a good combine, like obviously it helps and you get to see like, like if you're deciding between two players and one is just more physically able and you could see that through the combine and you go with that player. But I mean... It, it shouldn't it shouldn't shake things up so much. Another funny part about the combine is the fifteen to twenty minute interview that each that players can get with a team. One of my favorite quotes about these interviews is Cam Newton. A while a little while back, he came out and said that in his combine interview, a team asked him if he preferred a dog or a cat. Like, what could that possibly have to do with anything related to football? Teams are weird. Teams will ask you some really really tricky stuff. They're trying to. Test your psych psychology, but it's just it's just weird. Some of it's a little ridiculous. I I don't think uh, your preference between a cat and a dog is uh, determining how many Super Bowls you can lead a team to. But uh, hey, if that's what uh, if that's what the Panthers were doing at the time, then good for them. They, well, they're it, in wasn't, a it wasn't the Panthers. It was just a team. Oh, he didn't he didn't name the team. No, he didn't name the team. Okay. That stuff's supposed to say confidential for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And plus, my bad. Not only do they, can they ask you like dumb questions. It's 15 to 20 minute interviews, and a guy isn't going to exactly tell the truth. For the most part, they're going to make it seem that they're a better person than they actually might be. Well, a lot of times they'll give you, like, plays, and they'll have you, like, break it down piece by piece. Or they'll like the give John Gruden quarterback camp stuff. Yeah, or they'll, give you, or they'll give you something, and they want you to regurgitate it back to them. There's a lot of different things that, that goes on in their, those interviews. Some, some things good, some things not. Uh, every team has their own way of doing things. 
So after some results of the combine come out, we'll obviously get to that next week, and that we'll get to that tomorrow. later. We'll get to that later. But um, you want to talk a little bit about this new NFL collective bargaining agreement? Um, yeah, that's so the seventeen playoff. Uh, that that was obviously probably the biggest thing that came out of that. Another week in the regular season. Another another additional week in the regular season, but that also includes taking a week away from the preseason which I think we would all enjoy a lot because the preseason is just hard to watch. So there would be two two more playoff games in general. Only one team from each conference gets a bye. And I saw something on ESPN that said that they might move a playoff game to Monday, Monday night. Really? Yeah. Not a fan of that. That's weird. Not a fan. And the NFL is kind of trying to rush the CBA because they have to get their new TV deals done. Because obviously if there's more games, that means they need more network time and they need to rework their playoff schedules and it, stuff. It basically means more money for the NFL. Yes, and the players, too, because their wages are going to increase because they're playing more games, and if you're playing more games, then you're automatically going to get more money. Well, game that does sort of... Well, obviously, yeah, you're getting more money, but it's there's sort of... They put a cap on how much you can make on a playoff game or on these additional games. So, like, it works out in favor for, like, the younger players, or not the younger players, but players who are getting paid less. Compared to your Mahomes, who's about to, he's going to be the highest paid quarterback in NFL history, highest paid player, with with his new contract coming up. Well, teams are kind of trying to hold off on their new contract extensions and franchise tags because they don't want to do make a contract and then have have to kind of like redo it or restructure it because of a new CBA. So players like Dak Prescott and all the Cowboys guys. And Mahomes, obviously, are going to have to wait a bit for their contract extensions. Right. And another big thing to come for that was, uh, I guess, the use of marijuana. For medical purposes. You know, I'm, I'm using air quotes, but I'm now realizing that you can't see that. Yeah. that Your mistake, I guess. Anyways, players can now use marijuana for medical reasons. Players like Calvin Johnson have come out and said that they use and Percy Harvin have come out and said that they use marijuana their whole career. And Josh Gordon. <laughs> well, that was obvious. Yeah, I, I mean that poor guy. He can't get his act together, and then, and then finally, you know, he teams have moved on from him, and that they're about to make it okay and uh, take it off the banned substances list. But you know what is what it is. So now they won't be drug tested for it, and they can't be suspended for marijuana use, which is a big thing for the players. Apparently, like a lot of them are really pushing for it. And it could be a reason why the new CBA is accepted. Yeah, uh, and in addition to that, uh, I guess how the CBA is helping players with uh, health care. Uh, yeah, retired players with health care. So yeah. guys who retired because they're trying to like be less, like have less complaints from retired players about like head trauma and stuff. So they're going to get better health care after. Well, being this retired. would this also helps the current players. Like be, they know that they're going to be safer. Yeah. So we'll get more into the new CBA as more news comes out about it and the player votes. But let's talk a little NBA. Yeah, the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks just clinched a playoff spot. Some other headlines include Kyrie Irving out for the year, and Steph Curry's coming back this weekend. Yeah, and as Zion just faced, uh, he's LeBron for the first time. Yeah, that that was quite a matchup. King against Prince, a little bit. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so as we mentioned earlier, the Bucks are the fastest team to clinch a playoff spot. 
they clinched the playoff spot in February. The playoffs don't even start till April. It's is it, crazy to me. Is it me or are they doing this quietly? It, it's pretty quiet. It's more because after Giannis, they don't really have a star. I mean, you could argue Chris Middleton's a star. He's been an all-star the past two seasons. But that's not a star to me. He's a nice... A complimentary piece. He's a nice third option. A second option? He, I feel like he could be shut down quite easily. Giannis is basically their first and second option. I mean, yeah, but is that is that sustainable in like in the playoffs against a team with multiple good wing defenders? Um, and like, Giannis is just so good; he really is. Probably gonna win MVP again. Yeah, I don't I don't see any reason not to for him not to. So, where do you think the Bucks rank among dominant teams of the past, like like a, recent decade, like the LeBron Heat, the Warriors, those teams? Well, like I said, they're doing it quietly, I guess, for two reasons to me. A, the lack of star star power they have. Just outside of Giannis, you could argue Chris Middleton, but to me, he's not a big star. And um, They have Eric Bledsoe as a nice point guard. Brooke Lopez is a quality But not stars. Center. These aren't yeah. stars. They're good complementary pieces around a Zion. And they're pretty deep. They have a nice bench. You know, Dante DiVincenzo, a Villanova guy. He was pretty good. You know, Villanova always seems to have some nice NBA players. So, right. They're doing it quietly because, A, they lack of star power. And, B, I guess the fact that they're doing it in Milwaukee. Like, yeah, small market. Yeah. I, I think when we you, you mentioned the Heat, they did it in Miami. That, that was a huge market. And, I guess, Golden State, too, being California. But they also... Not even, not only was Golden State in California, they set the wins record. Yeah. That so, was... So, everyone knew about that. So, to me, I think the Bucks are... Not nearly as dominant as the Warriors team, and I would even take the Heat team over them, just because of the they have more star power. They have more guys who could go get you a bucket in the clutch. Whereas for the Bucks, I think it's more just Giannis can get you a bucket. His three balls improving, and Chris Middleton, I just don't have full faith in him. I would pay a lot of money to see that prime LeBron versus prime Giannis. Well. LeBron's still in his prime, is he? LeBron's been in his prime his whole career. But when I think of, like, prime, prime LeBron, I think Heat LeBron, headband LeBron. Yeah, number six LeBron. Yeah. And, I'll, I'll, and early early second correct Cavs stint. Uh, yeah. Ah, he, he, he really has been in his prime his whole career. It's, it's unreal what he's done. And that another team that is worth mentioning is the Cavs team with Kyrie... LeBron and Kevin Love that defeated the wins record Warriors and one of those key pieces Kyrie is out for the year so where does that leave the Nets this year that's what I've been wondering because now the East we thought we thought for sure like it was it, at this point get, like an eight seed at least yeah at this point it was a battle for the eight seed who who would be that last remaining team but now I don't even know if the Nets are going to make it. To me, they were they were a surefire playoff team before this. The Nets right now are sitting at 26-30, and 30, one game above the current 8-seed Orlando Magic, so and eight games behind the 6-seed Pacers. And there's really not a team that much closer. I mean, the Wizards are 20-36, and 36, who they actually play Brooklyn Wednesday night. By the time you're listening to this, that game will be over. But... I don't, I don't know. I, I can't see them in the playoffs with, like, Spencer Dinwiddie winning the team. They might still make it, but Orlando will definitely hop ahead of them. And they'll definitely get swept first round if they make it. I, Against well, that Milwaukee team, hell yeah. Exactly. But but Bradley Beal, for the record, 
lighting it up in Washington. Two straight 50-point games, first person to do that since Kobe in 2007. Yeah, speaking of, uh, the Kobe tribute was just a few days ago. Vanessa Re- Bryant had some... Vanessa Bryant, she, uh, kudos to her. I, I don't know how a person could go through that and still be as strong as she is. Like, mad respect to her. Yeah, lots of respect to her and the Bryant family. And in the West, uh, another team, another young team is making a playoff push. Zion and the Pelicans looking pretty good, you know. Zion through his first, uh, just through his first handful of games, he's hit the numbers he's putting up. He already looks like a star. Yeah, right now the Pelicans are twenty five and thirty three. The current eight seed is Memphis Grizzlies, twenty and twenty nine. So they're four games back. Zion and Ja. Zion and Ja, isn't that crazy? That really is. And I- then there's RJ, who's shooting with his wrong hand. Yeah, that that was that was some interesting news. Just some Knicks stuff. Another day in the Knicks world. So, the Grizzlies, the Trailblazers, the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Kings, and the Suns are all within four games of the eight seed. Now, who do you think is gonna make that final push for the eight seed? Currently, the Grizzlies are sitting there. You know, I really don't know. I really, it I'm, could be any team. I'm pulling for the Pelicans. Or the Trailblazers because, well, mainly the Pelicans because Zion versus LeBron in the first round of the playoffs it would be nuts. That'd be exciting. I guess I would agree with that for but, that reason. But I also, I'm a huge Damian Lillard fan. I always love how he played. Him and CJ have always been, you know, in the playoffs recently. I wouldn't be upset with any of these teams besides maybe the Spurs. I would be pretty upset with the Spurs. Uh, Sacramento is cool. I, I love their Instagram page. Shout out to Sacramento. Darren Fox is a great player. Really, Darren Fox is a stud. There. Definitely. And um, and if the Suns make it, that's Devin Booker's first time in the playoffs. The Grizzlies are a really exciting team to watch with John Morant now. I feel like they're... I know the Pelicans are young, but the Grizzlies are younger and even less experienced. Like, the Pelicans have, like, Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick, who have had playoff experience. Those could be two juggernauts of the West for the next decade. Yeah. If they keep building that team right. Especially yeah. Brandon Ingram's coming along nice there. Yeah, um, Alonzo's finally starting to, you know, just assert himself as a great point guard in the league. But I just can't see Memphis holding their own against the Lakers. And I could kind of see... The Pelicans making things interesting. Well, nice. they did last night. It was it was just like uh, it, it was it even a ten point game? No, it was a nine point game. And one of the most interesting things is that Zion was getting all the attention on Instagram, on ESPN, not Instagram. Well, I guess ESPN through Instagram. ESPN loves Zion. Yeah, but he wasn't even the leading scorer. I didn't see anything that talked about Brandon Ingram's thirty four points. Brandon Ingram is low key. Like he's he's killing it over there. Yeah, he's gonna earn himself a nice extension this off season. Yeah, or will he sign with another team? Um, no, I think he's gonna stay with the Pelicans. He's a restricted. I would agree. I would agree. They'll probably match anything he gets, and he deserves it. He's been really playing well. So let's get into a little XFL for anyone who still cares about that. So I guess that's no one. But all I care about is that. Luis Perez, it was his time. He he came in for the Guardians, and he did it. He scored a touchdown, and I loved every second of it. Guardians are terrible. They are. It, it's hard to watch. I thought New York finally had a good football team, but uh, I guess I was wrong. We just got a letter. 
We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. All right, so let's get into some of our questions that we received from you guys for the last little bit. So let's get it started with our first question. Our first question comes to us from Eagoldstein20. He asked, the, do you think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar deserves a spot on NBA Mount Rushmore for all-time players? I'm leaning towards no. So for me, it's Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe Bean Bryant, and that fourth spot is kind of up for grabs, but for me it goes to Magic or Bird. Which one? You can only have four. You got to pick. I don't like having two people from the same team, which is why I'm leaning more towards Bird. Another good one is Bill Russell, you know, the leader of those early Celtics dynasties. See, I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar definitely deserves a spot on the uh, Mount Rushmore. I agree with your first three. Definitely LeBron, Kobe, MJ. Uh, But Kareem, to me, he was so dominant. He was so dominant with the Lakers, with the Bucks. He's the first uh, all-time leading scorer, I guess. Yeah, best best big man of all time, if you ask me. Although, I guess big man Shaq is, you know. Up there. Uh, yeah, but to me, it's Kareem. Kareem, Kareem is on my Mount Rushmore. All right, our next question comes from Ben Levine 7. Uh, he, well, I guess, that, okay, so this one's not a question. He says, all Knicks fans come together and start a GoFundMe page to buy the team from Dolan. <laughs> I love this. this. This was my idea, by the way. I said this uh, after the trade deadline, that if we got, like, every single Knicks fan to just throw in, like, a, just throw in, like, $10 or so, I think we could do it. I, I would gladly own the Knicks. That's a lot of Knicks fans. That's a lot. They're, do you even think we have that many fans at this point? I guess we're probably a billion-dollar franchise. Me and my dad have been considering, like, switching teams altogether. I mean, we're not gonna. That's against the rules. Yeah, that is against the rules. But it, the fact that we're even considering that is awful to me on the yeah. owner's part. Okay, which which is my point. Like, if, you, if we could be, like, a publicly-owned team like the Packers, is that how that works? That might not be how that works. Uh, I mean, technically, they're owned by just the city of Green Bay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not ran by the city. They're Mm -hmm. ran by like you know the city. We could be owned by the Life of the Fans podcast. I I I, I'm all for it. I mean, hey, if all of our listeners actually subscribe and stuff, maybe. Yeah. Look, if if you guys subscribe, we get sponsors. We get this thing growing. We could buy the Knicks. You could be an owner of the Knicks. Think about that. All right. So let's get to our next question. Or more, this one's more of a hot take. This guy said, "This is from Ben, on Ben Weinrib." Ben Ben Weinrib, yeah. yeah he, sorry, but he sent us a lot. He sent like. 10. Uh, we appreciate the effort. One of our funnier ones. Not gonna get was them, when he said that the Steelers would accidentally trade their second round pick for a twenty twenty five, like seventh rounder. Yeah. Eh, yeah, that got a laugh out of us, and you got mentioned on the podcast, so congrats. But His actual hot take was that Stephon Diggs would get traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. For a first-round pick. Yes. Do you um, like this trade for both teams? It makes a lot of sense, but do you really think he's worth a first-round pick? No, and I don't think this trade is even going to happen. I think the Vikings kind of... This is their last Kirk Cousins year. I think after... His third year on this guaranteed deal, they're going to let him walk. And they're going to try and make that last push. They're trying to keep all their pieces together. I mean, hey, if they can get a first-round pick, yeah, they'll probably take that. But the Eagles won't even 
offer that in my mind. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them giving up a first for it. Maybe a second, and maybe some other pieces. But uh, it it does make sense. I see him going to the. I Eagles. see him going to Philly for the right price. I saw something that said the Eagles are also shopping Alshon Jeffrey, so maybe like a swap, like Alshon and a third for Diggs. That makes a lot of sense. It'll bring Alshon back to the NFC North. Yeah, that would be cool. Former Bear. So our next uh our next hot take came from us from Jaden Rosenfield, Rosenfeld. Sorry, he says Russ is better than Harden. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, Jaden, I know I said hot takes and all, but nah, I think you're wrong. I should go on that, like, that Instagram page, freezing, boiling, freezing, yeah, freezing cold, cold takes. takes, I'm sorry. Um, There's some really funny ones on there. That I'm just, no, Harden, Harden is an, I guess they're both MVPs technically, but, like, at least Harden could shoot a three, like. Harden's on pace to lead the league in scoring for three straight years. And what did Russ do? Russ can have a triple-double off of, like, cheap rebounds? Ah, uh, I hate that argument because I, I, I don't agree with the argument against Russ, but I just think James Harden, right now, right now is the better player. Definitely. All time, we got to wait and see. Another hot take was from Justin underscore Felix 36. He said that Robbie Anderson was going to leave in free agency and join the Seattle Seahawks. I like that a he lot. He said... I like that, too. That makes personally. a lot of sense for them. A little nice compliment. That would be crazy. DK, Lockett. Anderson. Anderson and Greg Olson. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's going. That's he dangerous. Said, he said the Cardinals were going to release David Johnson, which to me, that's not even a hot take. That's going to happen. That's going to that happen. They're going to keep re-sign Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake dominated with them for a while. I remember my fantasy team. Uh, uh, don't don't make me go into it. But um, long story short, he he put up a, a ton of points one week. It might have been the four touchdowns. Yeah, it was the four. He put up, he scored four touchdowns one week, and I scored over two hundred points, and I lost to Justin Fields, the very person who commented. To the this. very person that commented, it ain't that funny. But um, full circle. Full circle. And his third and final and hottest take was that the Washington Redskins would win the division this year. <laughs> that is laughable. That's, that's that is that, no. That that, no. that that belongs in freezing cold takes. Justin, we know you personally. We appreciate the hot takes. The first two were good. You should have stopped while you were ahead. Stop while you're ahead. Oh, Justin. Justin, Justin, Justin. Like the the the, the Redskins. Really, like, you could have gone better with that. You could have said the Eagles would win the division. You could have said well, those aren't hot takes. The Giants, se. I was getting to. The Gi- uh, I was getting to it. Even that. That's a hot take. It's a hot take. Doesn't mean it's a good one. It's better than the Redskins. Yeah, it's better than the, the Redskins. Got nothing going. They they're they're dumpster fire and a half. Which is Ron Rivera's trying to put out that fire. He has the little extinguisher in his hand. They didn't commit to uh, Dwayne Haskins, by the way. They're still going to interview Tua and all the other quarterback prospects. I feel like they're going to take Chase Young, though. Oh, I agree. I don't know how you could pass on him. And then after Unless that, they get a crazy good offer to trade out. After after Joe Burrow and Chase Young are selected, all hell can break loose as the Lions could take Tua. They could trade back. They could take Jeff Okuda. The Giants could trade back. Giants could do the same thing the Lions could do. They could both. There's just... It's going to be a really good, really fun draft. Very interesting. Especially for me this year. Like, last year, I was not a... I'm a Giants fan. 
I've said that like several times up to this point, but I'm going to reiterate it. I'm a Giants fan. Uh, we took Daniel Jones. I was not a fan of that pick. Um, Hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, he looked pretty good this year. Oh, he. I, I'm a fan of it now. He's a he's a franchise quarterback now. But I, now I can't you make have that the call yet. Third pick this fourth year. Fourth pick. Like, we got the fourth pick. Fourth. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like could have gotten Tua this year. And last year you could have taken like Josh. Josh Allen. Okay. Or on the flip side, we could have Daniel Jones and Isaiah Simmons. Daniel Jones and a, a franchise tackle. Uh, that's that's fair. And Daniel Jones looks good. He does. I mean, it was his rookie year. Obviously, he's got to work on the fumbling. But he, if he played all 16 games or even just one or two more games, he would have broke the rookie touchdown record held by Baker Mayfield. Second to last question comes from Seags 494 And it says, which non-playoff team from the NFL will make the playoffs next year? Well, I had the Rams winning the Super Bowl. So I guess I'm going to stick with that. Uh, personally, I'm a Steelers fan, and I think we're going to have a strong bounce-back year. But another candidate for me is the, the Browns. Oh, I would love that. But, you know, That'd I just, be awesome. I just, you know, I just have trouble getting back on the Browns hype train once again. It's just hard. They always disappoint. Uh, who knows? Right, we'll see what free agency in the offseason has, has to bring. But, uh... Let's get to our last question. So, our last and final question, and I'm sorry we couldn't answer them all. There were a lot. And I, I appreciate all your guys' support. But um, our last one comes from us by Aiden underscore Stoven. He says, why do you think Mitch, Mitch, in reference to Mitchell Robinson, has stopped progressing the way he, he has as a rookie, or he was as a rookie? And uh, to me, the answer to this is the, the absence of DeAndre Jordan. Um, I think DeAndre Jordan was a big role model for Mitch, and he really helped him develop. And he, Mitch was looking like looking like a young DeAndre Jordan uh, with all the blocks, all the rebounds. And uh, I guess the absence of that veteran guy, now all he has is Taj Gibson leading the way. And uh, the absence of a, of a DeAndre Jordan is really, I guess, holding him back. He needs a, he needs a mentor like that. So um, it could be attributed to that. And, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed episode five. We're hoping to get you guys more involved in the future. You know, keep those questions coming. But for now, cue the music. Music.